The longest-running off-road and action motorsports radio show on the planet is coming to you live with the biggest guest in motorsports. Here is the only man on the planet who can pack this much dirt slinging and tire slaying into two hours a week. Sit back, strap in, and be prepared to get your ears blown. Here is Jim Beaver and the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Welcome to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver here once again with yet another edition of your favorite Anything Goes Motorsports Radio Show. And today, man, we are coming out swinging on all eight cylinders. Yes, that's right. My good friend Ryan Arciero on the show, coming off a big trophy truck victory down there in Baja at the Score Baja 400. He'll be one of our guests. And then we've got a... Uh, one of the young up-and-coming shredders in the world of action motorsports, Gray Ledbetter. You've seen her behind the wheel of a rallycross car. She's going to be in action at Circuit of the Americas this weekend. We've also, you know, she's uh, shredded some UTVs for Johnny Grease Motorsports in the Lucas Oil Midwest Short Course League. And, well, I guess uh, the now uh, defunct <laughs> Lucas Oil Midwest Short Course League. Whatever they're calling racing in the Midwest nowadays. Anyway, she's been a big part of that. So super stoked to have uh, Gray Ledbetter on the line. We've got Tiffany Stone calling in. Chris Leone with a dose of power rankings. And, uh, man, we got some big news coming out of the WRC. They are bringing back three rallies next year that we haven't seen in a long time. New Zealand, Japan, and you know what? They are bringing back my personal favorite, the Safari Rally in Kenya. We'll dissect that as well as uh, some big announcements coming out of Best in the Desert. Best in the Desert. Yeah, they're uh, bringing, uh, I don't know, changing up all kinds of 6100 rules. Uh, we had some shenanigans going down in Baja with score. Man, we have a lot to cover. Uh, not only that, but uh, some big news uh, about upcoming guests next week. We got Colton Herta coming on the show. Also got George Steinbrenner. Yes, the owner of uh, that uh, Steiner or Steinbrenner Harding Andretti Motorsport entry that Colton Herta drives. He will be on one of the shows next week. We got a lot coming at you. A lot to talk about today. It has been a crazy, crazy week in the world motorsports not only that but uh, nascar coming up at the roval yes the roval that is one of my favorite races of the year because it is pure entire chaos that happens there so man it is a great week to be a motorsports fan and we're going to have all the coverage right here on the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor you don't want to go anywhere because we're going to be dissecting the fun and the shenanigans right here on the show after we take this short commercial break extreme performance reliability and the most fun you can have on four wheels the polaris razor brings it to you but you don't need to take my word for it you can take theirs i'm tanner faust and i choose the polaris razor because it's the most fun you can have with a steering wheel what's up i'm ronnie renner and i choose polaris razor because it's the sickest most reliable side by side on the planet what's up everybody heavy d from diesel brothers listen i'm on team razor because it's hands down the best piece of machinery on the planet I'm RJ Anderson, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the most fun, most capable machine. Action sports stars, TV personalities, and some of the best race car drivers in the world all choose Polaris Razor because it's the ultimate combination of power, suspension, agility, and fun. Find out more information on the web at PolarisRazor.com or follow at Polaris Razor on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and use the hashtag RazorLife to share your story. Ford WP is more than a store. We're truck and Jeep experts and have been for over 50 years. 
From wheel and tire upgrades to full custom builds, 4WP has you covered. Whether you want to order the best parts online or shop in store, do the work yourself or get it done by a pro, all roads lead to 4WP. Do your rig right. Shop online or find your store at 4WP.com. For 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your anywhere. Born from competition, the Grabber Tire offers the durability and off-road traction you demand in a tire. We put these tires to the test in the harshest off-road racing conditions to give you a tire that will make your anywhere possible. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tweet us photos at General Tire, hashtag anywhere is possible. Because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at visionwheel on social media to learn more. Super ATV is the industry leader in aftermarket UTV and ATV parts and accessories. Super ATV products are designed, engineered, tested, and manufactured right here by Super ATV. Whether you're looking to upgrade your suspension, get stronger axles, or you're looking for a new winch to get you out of a tough spot, Super ATV has what you're looking for. And since we know you're in a hurry, we offer fast, free shipping to the lower 48 states on all orders. Visit SuperATV.com now and get your UTV or ATV dialed in. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Oh man, that was a hell of a ride. Go check out MyMedic.com for the best first aid kits on the planet. And save 15% with discount code Jim Beaver. Again, mymedic.com, discount code Jim Beaver, and save 15%. It's cheaper than a few. Welcome here to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. And uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it has definitely been uh, a big, wild week in the world of motorsports. Obviously, Score International doing battle south of the border. And, uh, man, was that a, uh, a crazy, crazy, um, event. Uh, you know, it was one of those where we go back to the pill draw. We'll jump into this thing with Ryan Arciero and more into the off-road edition podcast this week. Um, but you know, it, we go back to that, uh, the pill draw format, you know, this is what I grew up with, right? When my dad raced and when I first started racing where it's just a random draw for start positions, you know, uh, put all the names in a hat, pull one out and boom, that's where you start. And uh, there's some fun in that because you get some of the best drivers starting in the back. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, they got to work their way through traffic. It does make for an interesting concept and race. Gives everybody a shot at starting up front. Thing is, is we graduated past that with qualifying, and now it's kind of no going back. And for some reason, SCORE decided that they wanted to. Um, well, I think there's more to it. It's probably not that they wanted to, but just permitting and stuff. They couldn't get the qualifying course and costs and everything else involved. And, you know, I understand things happen, right? Um, so, you know, and so they, they went back to this and caused some problems because you had some of the best drivers starting towards the back or in the middle of the pack and, uh, you know, and some up front. You know, everybody goes, oh, well, you just pass the guys in front of you. 
But this track, which is uh, one of my favorite Baja 500 courses, um, you know, from years past, they adopted parts of it for the Baja 400 this year. Um, and uh, a lot of it is uh, single lane, no passing. Uh, Baja hasn't got a lot of rain, and so it was literally um, – just unseeable uh the dust was just wicked wicked and so drivers you know having to fight through uh just you know catastrophic conditions and a lot of it was like a train you know there was no passing so you catch the guy in front of you and they're not pulling over and you're just eating dust the entire time well uh you know it uh i don't know it didn't favor anybody right some of the fastest drivers didn't matter how fast you were you're caught up and no way to get around so it made for uh, made for an interesting race down there, and uh, you know, and, and some comments afterwards on the podium and on social media, and now on uh, some of the internet forums and things like that. It's really uh, it's really got to be entertaining, um, you know, and people talking about all oh, this sponsor and that sponsor, and you know, and uh, this guy wasn't able to get you know his due, and he said, she said, whatever. End of the day, Ryan Arciero uh, walked away with a victory. He will be our guest this week on the show and it's going to be really interesting to see what ryan has to say about all the chaos and stuff that ensued in bond and granted he's going to be a little bit biased because uh it all worked into his favor uh but uh you know in the case of guys like andy mcmillan who finished second and uh and honestly he's had some great things to say about Ryan. everybody loves ryan arciero and can appreciate his talent you know but um you know i didn't think he got a fair shake at the win um you know and Speaking of that, uh, I gotta gotta say, man, tough tough break there for Dan McMillan. That truck burned to the ground, and uh, it doesn't sound like it was any driver error on anybody's part. It just, uh, man, something happened, and uh, they probably never will know because uh, there's nothing left of the truck. Pictures floating around social media. I mean, you know, you hate seeing a half million dollar race vehicle just completely, you know, in ashes, and that's basically what that truck is. And um, just a heart heartbreaker for them. Such an amazing family, do a lot for the sport, and you know, you know, they're going to be back, uh, you know, with another vehicle. Uh, obviously, they've got a couple of trucks, Luke's truck, and I'm sure him and Dan will team up and run that thing at the 1000. But you just hate to hate seeing something like that, and. People who put their blood, sweat, and tears into the sport, you know, for a truck just to go up and smoke like that, uh, definitely, uh, definitely a heartbreaker. So, um, yeah, so that happened in Baja. Meanwhile, Best in the Desert decided they were going to flip the script on everything and um, you flip the script on everything and rewrite their rule book entirely for 6100. So uh, uh, a lot of people have been pressuring them to bring in 40-inch tires to Best in the Desert. Uh, now they all of a sudden did that. Uh, General Tire only makes a 37, which makes you wonder if GT is out of uh, Best in the Desert now, or at least that class. Like I don't know. There, there's a lot of uh, of interesting, you know, stuff uh, in regards to that. But now they're allowing underdrives because you go to the bigger tire, you got to have underdrives. Now all of a sudden uh, they're they're allowing the bigger engines like Score uses. So bigger engines, bigger tires, underdrives, and they all go hand in hand, right? To spin those tires, you need an underdrive and you need the bigger engine. So you know it's to the point now where Best in the Desert opens all that up. There's only a couple of months before the start of the season, so people are scrambling, writing massive, massive um, five figure, mid five figure checks for all of this stuff, and. Uh, you know, it, it's just like crazy to me to make that announcement, make that announcement this late. And then you makes you wonder now a 6,100 truck has bigger engines, got underdrives, got 40 inch tires. What really separates a 6,100 from a trophy truck other than the fact that, uh, you know, a two wheel drive trophy truck, other than the fact that, you know, you don't have 900 horsepower. Now you've only got 550. Other than that, you've basically got a trophy truck. Like, uh, I don't know, like to me, 
I don't know where this sport is going. It's, you know, and this class was amazing because it was cost effective to begin with, and it was a trophy truck spec or trophy truck light, right? Well, not any longer. Um, that that ship has sailed, and, uh, you know, and I, I know what we're looking at. And I mean, I, I know, like, people are going to spend that money, right? To compete, to run up front, you have to. But at this point, like, what makes somebody go, oh, I'm going to build a 6100 truck instead of a trophy truck? They're damn near the same cost. Like, I think the class has kind of lost what, uh, you know, what it was. And it was basically a mini version of a trophy truck. Not a mini version, but a, uh, a cost-effective version of a trophy truck. I don't think it's cost-effective any longer. Um, you know, I I don't know. Like, I, I, you know, it makes you wonder now with four-wheel drives coming in a trophy truck, are all of a sudden, uh, you know, two-wheel drives going to be phased out and Spec TT will be that two-wheel drive class and you'll just have four-wheel drives in the unlimited division? Like, I don't know, but, like, why I, – I just don't understand why somebody will build a 6100 truck with 40-inch tires, underdrive, bigger engine, and not just build a two-wheel drive trophy truck. It makes absolutely no sense to me. It makes absolutely no sense to me why Best in the Desert would make this rule change – with only a couple of months before the new season starts. Um, you know, normally rule changes are phased in. Now anybody with the older engine package, they're forced to write this massive check for next year or they're not going to be competitive. Like something like this, you at least give a 12-month window and heads up to teams. You don't do it like now. This they should have announced back in January. Hey, in 2020, we're making these changes. Let everybody prepare. Let the tire companies that only make a 37-inch tire contemplate whether they want to make a 40 or not. Like, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. We got all kinds of uh, all kinds of craziness happening in the world of off road right now. Um, you know, it's I don't know. You know, it's I'm dumbfounded. You know, and I don't know. And I think that's probably that's part of the draw to desert racing is that we are the wild west. It's part of the drawback to desert racing that we are the wild west. I mean, you know, you take Lucas for instance. They wanted to. Uh, make a Pro 2 engine, uh, you know, take the Pro 2 engine package and adopt that Midwest package, you know, with the 410s, um, you know, and in doing so, they tell the teams, hey, this is where we're going ultimately in like 2021, right? We're going to give you two years to adopt and in in between, uh, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to allow those new engines and they're, you know, going to have a staggered start or whatever, but they basically gave everybody a two-year window to get to get their stuff together. That's the way to do it. Tip of the cap to Lucas. This uh, pull the rug out from everybody three months before the start of the season and make them write, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars in checks to be competitive. Wrong. Not the right way to do things. I, you know, and it's like you just beat your head against the wall because it's like with desert racing, it's like we take one step forward, two steps back at times. Um, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't understand that logic. And, uh, you know, and I'm sure there's money to be made, and that's ultimately why things happen the way they did. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, sometimes you've got to, uh, you got to ignore the, the checks being waved in front of you and do what's best for the health and the longevity of the sport. And I do think ultimately with 6100, a rules package that was similar to scores was what needed to happen. But I think to do that and only give your teams, which, you know, there's 40, 40 plus 6100s in Best in the Desert and only give them three months to adapt to that. Like, I, I don't know. I think you're shooting yourself in the foot. You got to piss off a lot of teams. Uh, I know me, if it was me, I'd be looking at that and 6100 being like, 
I'm not going to adapt these. I'm just going to throw the big old, uh, you know, 850 horsepower V8 in there and uh, and forget 6100. Hell with it. Go to the unlimited class. You know, I think that's probably uh, the smart choice for a lot of teams. And it'll be interesting to see which teams actually do go that route. But uh, we are definitely going to dissect more of this with Ryan Arciero, at least in regards to score, and uh, more of the 6100 debate on the off-road edition this week. But uh, we are going to take a short commercial break. We come back, we're going to have Gray Ledbetter right here on the line on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800 Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my next guest to the line, who will uh, be competing in ARX this weekend in America's Rallycross, Gray Ledbetter. Welcome to the show, Gray. 
Hello. Well, I know, uh, man, you have been uh, been a busy, busy girl so far this year. Um, I know you're racing, uh, racing some rallycross right now. You're a Bondurant. You've done, uh, you've done a little bit of racing uh, with Johnny Greaves there, and uh, you know, in short course this year. But uh, what's going on down there at Bondurant right now? You just uh, getting things ready for this weekend? Yeah, I basically come out to Bondurant every time before an ARX race, and we just get back used to being in a full-size car and get used to weight transfer and everything. And then we normally just leave straight from Bondurant out to wherever the race is. Yeah, well, and uh, that being said, I think it's interesting because you're one of the few people. I mean, how how big of an adjustment is that for you jumping between a UTV like you've been doing with uh, with Johnny Greaves Motorsports there, and then uh, you know into the rallycross car? Because I know both of them all wheel drive, fortunately, but uh, that's a big difference between the two. How's that been with you bouncing back and forth? Um, not too bad. I mean, it's taking a learning process just to get used to the ARX car, anyways, to begin with, but. The UTV is pretty similar, actually, because it's all-wheel drive, and then it has suspension travel, of course. And the UT or the rally car, I mean, sorry, is also on dirt, and the only difference really is it's just asphalt, also. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know, talking about the Midwest, we'll talk about ARX and uh, this weekend's event. But uh, how is that? How did that all get put together? Because I know uh, you know you've been doing. You've called uh, Greaves uh, kind of your second family. How how has that been racing with them in the Midwest? How did that all get put together? Uh, you know, you for you to come out and try off road. It's been amazing to work with them. We actually met them through Buddy Race uh, last year, I believe, beginning of last year, or, yeah, beginning of last year, and I went out to ERX last year to go meet them, and then eventually I just started working with them. They got my UTV and started working on that, and then they sort of just became my second family. Yeah. Well, and how was that this year? I mean, I look at uh, what you've been doing in the Midwest, and it's kind of it's bananas in the UTV classes out there. I mean, you get you're talking like 30 entries, everybody going into the corner at the same time. Like that's got to be a little bit of madness. How you been able to keep it all together with uh, with that going on? It's been crazy moving, or this year in general, just in the Midwest. I mean, we moved up halfway through after having to miss two rounds from Sportsman to Pro Stock because I didn't want to have to start last every time, and I wanted the chance to qualify. And then qualifying ended up getting canceled, so that was sort of that. <laughs> and then I ended up having to start last again because they went based off points. But, I mean, it was overall a really good learning experience this year, and I'm honestly excited to get back into Pro Stock next year and be able to hopefully race the whole season. Yeah, well, you know, and talking about that, like, you know, is that like like at Cranon? I mean, it's kind of chaos going into that first corner. Like, uh, how do you approach something like that? Are you just like, oh, I got to get through this first corner clean, and then we can worry about racing? Because uh, I mean, you got stuff like people spinning and flipping in front of you and around you. Like, I mean, it's like being thrown to the wolves there. Yeah, it's crazy at Cranon going into the first turning with I think we had like forty or fifty cars. Uh, basically the goal is just get to the first corner as easy and as clean as possible and then just go from there. Yeah. Well, you know, talking about your racing career, cause I know we've been following each other on social media for a long time and I know you there at Bonnerant, you spent some time at Dirtfish as well. And I think even maybe at O'Neill rally school, like you've been like, you kind of have driven a lot of everything. I know what'd you get your start on dirt bikes? I know you've done some karting. Like how, how did this whole crazy racing career get started? What was your start, Gray? Um, my start was actually from my dad. He didn't race or do anything. Nobody in my family would race. And he just, I wanted a, like, little, like, the plastic cars you could buy at, like, Walmart when I was, like, two years old. And my dad didn't want one because we have a gravel driveway and the, plastic, and the tires are plastic. So he just got me an electric four-wheeler, and it obviously had rubber tires. So I would do that. I would drive that all the time. And then we actually have friends that race dirt bikes, and they decided that we would they told my dad to put me on a dirt bike or a PW50. 
And then after I started riding that a little bit and finally got off training wheels, they said, why don't you put her in a race? And when I turned four years old, I went and did woods racing. And then it sort of just went to four wheels eventually when I turned about like 10. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I know, how do you guys decide what you're going to do? Because I know, like, you, uh, you know, you drive in so many different uh, disciplines and things like that. I mean, is it you just kind of have opportunities pop up and you jump at them? Because it's crazy. Like, you're in a race car, it seems like, almost every single weekend, Gray. I feel like I'm in a race car, like, every day, to be honest with you. But, I mean, it's amazing. It's pretty much just whatever opportunities pop up. And then we obviously help. We have Buddy Rice and Johnny Grief. So, if they have something come up and it's an opportunity I can go drive, we go for it. Yeah, well, how, and, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I mean, you got Buddy Rice, you got an Indy 500 winner, and then you got one of the legends of off-road, you know, kind of helping you coach. Like, that's got to be a little bit surreal because I'm looking at this going, you know, if I could have two people in my corner, I would want it to be Buddy Rice and Johnny Grease. Like, you know, how is that being able to, like, talk with these legends and, you know, if you've got a problem or something pop up, like, you can go to them and, you know, they're going to have an answer for you. How is that being able to rely on them and pick their brains? It's amazing to have the opportunity to work with them both. And it's also amazing just to know that, like, I can go and live with them for a week if I wanted to because they're, like, my second and third or whatever you want to say, families. And it's just to know who they are and their background in racing is crazy. Yeah. So talking about Rallycross, how how is that going this year? Uh, you know, I know we got a couple of rounds, uh, you know, coming up to uh, kind of cap off the year with uh, with America's Rallycross. But how how has that been with you and uh, you know and figuring that out? Because I I've tested lights cars before. I guess they're not quali- called lights cars anymore. But um, I mean, how has that been? Because those things those are crazy. I mean, you got to drive them so aggressively to get them to work right. You really do, and I mean, it's a lot different from short course even because the issue with that is there's only there's so few cars, but only six make it in the final. And if you're the seventh car in qualifying, you're not making it no matter what. Um, so it's really tight competition. Everybody's so good. But this year has been just a learning experience, but it's still crazy to me to think that I'm racing it because when I went to X Games back in 2015 in Austin, and that was the first time I ever saw a rally car. And I knew from that day, basically, that's what I wanted to get to. And four years later, I'm finally here. But it's still insane to me. Yeah. Well, and, you know, in talking about Bonneron, I know, you know, you've got the, you know, you've been fortunate. You've been in formula cars there and, you know, obviously the bigger cars and things like that. Uh, you know, you're racing rallycross, you're racing UTVs. I mean, uh, you know, do you have like a focus where, hey, like five years from now, I would like to be racing here? I mean, is there a goal or is there like a, you know, ultimate like, hey, this is the division eventually I would like to be in? Or are you just kind of taking it year by year? Um, at the moment, I'm sort of just going wherever it takes me. Uh, maybe, and I would like to race maybe in like sports car or stay with Johnny and hopefully maybe get up to a pro four or somewhere along the lines of that. But at the moment, it's sort of just wherever it takes me. Yeah. So uh, all that being said, I mean, how what's the approach going into uh, this weekend's uh, rallycross race? I mean, uh, you know, what, what what are you going to have to do to put this thing on the podium? I don't know. My goal is to just drive it the best I can. It's only one day this week, so I get one chance. And I, everybody else I know, except for maybe like three of us, has already been to the track, so it obviously makes it harder. But I'm just, I'm excited. I've been driving a lot this week. I just was at Bondurant, and then I actually just driving Legend Cars in Paris, California, on a dirt oval. So I feel pretty confident going in this weekend, and I'm ready for it. 
Yeah, do you think? I mean, you know, you're talking about, yeah, I'm racing big cars at Bonnerot, Legends cars on a dirt oval. Like, um, you know, do you feel like every time you're in in all these different disciplines, I mean, you know, is there something you can take from being on in a Legends car and take it to something on the pavement you're doing in a rallycross car or something in a rallycross car and, and take it to when you're racing short course in the Midwest? I mean, you know, do you, do you feel like every time you're in the car, like there's something that you can grab or gain from, you know, each different discipline? Oh, easily. I mean, like the UTVs transferred to the rallycross and the legend cars because out in winter I go to Vegas Motor Speedway and race the U.S. Legend Car Series. And then that transfers into rallycross even and just even driving go-karts or the mini outlaws I do on the dirt oval helps. Everything just goes together. Yeah. So I got to ask, you're doing all this racing and everything else. What does Gray do for fun when you're not actually behind the wheel of, uh, of a race car? Well, that's a hard question because I'm never home. I, my dad was just joking around with me the other day when I was home. Well, actually, it was like two weeks ago. Um, but he was joking around like, you should just go live with your sister because she lives like five minutes from the airport because you're never home to begin with. Yeah, do you, do you remember what your bedroom even looks like? Or is it you go home and like there's a coat of dust on everything because you haven't opened the door in like a couple of weeks? Yeah, pretty much. My dad was making my dad was adjusting stuff in the house and I'm going to go home and it's going to look completely different. I'd be like, okay, I barely look here anymore. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to start renting out your room or something. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well at this point. Airbnb it. <laughs> Uh, too funny. Well, I uh, I appreciate you taking the time uh, on the show this week, Greg. Good luck there at America's Rallycross. I know it's been fun to watch you and follow along on social media, uh, you know, and, and see. Like I said, I, I never have an idea where you're going to pop up next. So I think that's one of the most fun things about following you on social media. It's like, oh, Gray's over here. Oh, Gray's over there. Oh, Gray's at the same place I am this week. Like, wow, what, what's going on here? Like, I think that's one of the most fun things I get out of following you on social media. But uh, it's got to be a fun uh, fun ride for you. Yeah, it's crazy to just be traveling 24-7, it feels like. Yeah. Well, great. I appreciate the time. Thank you for calling into the show, and, uh, you know, we will definitely talk soon. Thank you. Big thanks to Gray for coming on uh, the show this week. You know, it's uh, she's such a shredder, man. This girl, I, I've been following her on social media, and you definitely should. Uh, like I said in the interview, she bounces all over the country. It's crazy the talent she has, and I've watched her, like, pick her way through the chaos of short course you know shred a rally car i mean this girl is super young and just uh she's just a killer man i am looking forward to uh seeing where her career takes her the next five years because uh, i think it's going to blow blow some people's minds how successful she's going to be uh behind the wheel of whatever uh she ultimately uh you know ends up settling on but uh yeah i always love getting the shredders on the show uh you know some of the young up-and-coming stars of uh of motorsport because it's always fun to uh you know go back three four years later and be like oh yeah she was on the show and this is what she was talking about and now you know this is where they're at you know seth Cantero, anyone Haley deegan anyone i mean uh mitchell the young i mean we we've had uh you know case in point a ton of them on the show you know in years past and it's it's always fun to uh you know see where they uh end up in the future so uh thanks to gray ledbetter for uh calling into the show we are going to uh take a short commercial break and uh we come back it's going to be power rankings right here on this week's down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor 
I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host a down and dirty radio show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it. So when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than Polaris and their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP 1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris. Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Anywhere is possible. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire's wide variety of tires for whatever it is that you drive. Whether you're looking for off-road capability balanced with impressive on-road performance or ultra-high performance offering all-season traction designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has what you need to get where you're going. General Tire, providing anywhere is possible with a down-and-dirty radio show since 2012. Do you race or are you a weekend warrior? Have you checked on the date on your helmet recently? Don't get caught off guard by using an outdated helmet. Impact Racing, the leader in motorsport safety, has new SA 2015 helmets to fit your budget. Whether you're looking for a helmet with a full carbon fiber shell to take you to victory at the Indy 500 or just looking for some helmets for a weekend at Glamis, Impact Racing has a helmet for you. Find out more information at impactraceproducts.com or on Facebook at Impact Safety. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at visionwheel on social media to learn more. Super ATV is the industry leader in aftermarket UTV and ATV parts and accessories. Super ATV products are designed, engineered, tested, and manufactured right here by Super ATV. Whether you're looking to upgrade your suspension, get stronger axles, or you're looking for a new winch to get you out of a tough spot, Super ATV has what you're looking for. And since we know you're in a hurry, we offer fast, free shipping to the lower 48 states on all orders. Visit SuperATV.com now and get your UTV or ATV dialed in. You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Joined on the line is uh, Chris Leone here, my media director with the Down and Dirty Radio Show, to uh, to do some power rankings with me this week. And uh, Chris, we had a lot of stuff. I had to trim and clip a few uh, between Baja and IndyCar and Formula One and NASCAR. I mean, we uh, it was a lot of uh, a lot of racing this past weekend. Yeah, Jim, we actually had a pretty busy one. I mean, you know, kind of the big three for a lot of American motorsport fans, obviously, with, uh, as you said, NASCAR, IndyCar, and F1, but also that inaugural Baja 400, and that was a super crucial race for all the uh, score competitors setting the grid for the uh, Baja 1000 a couple of months from now. So big race. They had a lot of big names show up, and uh, that will definitely have a presence on my list the same way that everything else will. 
Yeah, well, I know Baja, that was a big one. I know we've got Ryan Arciero, my guest uh, this week. He's, uh, you know, he, he's got a lot to, uh, lots to talk about in regards to uh, that one. But let's get rolling here uh, with Power Rankings. Chris, uh, give me, uh, who did you have slotted in at uh, number five on your list? Well, Jim, um, I am actually going to start at the Baja 400 with uh, number five, and I'm going to go to the overall UTV winner, uh, Wes Miller. Um, I know last year, obviously, uh, Wes took the uh, checkered flag in the uh, Tijuana Desert Challenge, but then uh, upon review ended up having that victory taken away from him. So I don't know if this is necessarily redemption, considering that it's a totally different race. But at the same time, you know, anytime you have a victory taken away from you on a review, you want to get one back. And, uh, you know, Wes did a hell of a job over the weekend, won by over five minutes over Mark Burnett. So really strong performance and uh, somebody definitely to watch out for going into the 1000. So uh, got Wes Miller at my number five. Well, I am going to go to Baja for my number five as well. This one I knew wouldn't click your list, but uh, it was one I was following along on the Internet. It was actually a remarkable story. Um, I am going to go to Pro Quad and Adolfo Ariano, who uh, ended up finishing 23rd overall. He finished first in class. He also finished third overall in the bikes and quads. And what makes this remarkable is normally quads are back there, seventh, eighth, you know, in the bikes and quads. They never get around the top 20. Uh, but this course favored the quads really, really well. He had just an amazing run. And his his time was so good that he beat every class, car and truck class, other than trophy truck on a quad. Beat everything other than trophy truck. Beat all the class one buggies, class tens, uh, trophy truck spec. Like this guy just had a uh, probably a career type run on a quad. And I don't think I've ever had a quad on my power rankings before. And there might be a chance that we never have one again. But for this week, Adolfo Ariano and that amazing effort. Like I mean, my, I'm just mind is blown that a uh, pro quad could do what he did and beat every single class other than trophy truck and pro pro dirt bike with the factory teams like i'm just man alive that's an amazing effort so i had to have him on my list at number five man jim you're talking about somebody with stones a thousand times bigger than mine that is a hell of an effort you know it's uh i think we may have had somebody in the quads on the well no actually we didn't start the power rankings until after dakar didn't we um you know so with that in mind i mean that you know, we, maybe we'll see another one for the Baja uh, 1000. Maybe we'll see another one for Dakar. But you're right. I think um, I think Adolfo is a first on this list at uh, number five. Um, I will jump right into my number four. And uh, just as we left the country for both of our number fives, I'm going to go over to Singapore for uh, Formula One. I'm going to give it to Sebastian Vettel. I know that at this point, um, Charles Leclerc is probably the favorite driver at Ferrari, but it's always nice to see, you know, a driver be able to break a long winless streak. And Vettel hadn't taken a victory since Belgium in 2018. So for him to finally get back onto the top step of the podium, uh, it was the first time Ferrari has had a three race win streak in more than a decade. So huge weekend for them. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily going to turn the uh, race for the championship with how dominant Mercedes always has been. But, um, you know, a really tight battle for third right now between Leclerc, Max Verstappen, and uh, Vettel nipping on their heels. So uh, definitely making it interesting in F1 and even more interesting, no Mercedes on the podium. But, uh, yeah, Vettel number four for me. 
Yeah, well, I'm going to go to Formula One uh, as well for my number four. But instead of uh, Vettel, I'm actually going to do uh, Team Ferrari at number four, finishing one and two there at Singapore. As you'd mentioned, Vettel and Leclerc, um, just an amazing effort. Uh, no, no Mercedes on the podium. I thought that was uh, really, you know, that's a kind of a shocker to be honest with you. Um, but Ferrari to go one two like they did, um, you know, it was one of those where it would have been very easy to pick Vettel. I just, I decided to throw them both because I think that one two, you know, by Ferrari, that is no easy feat in Formula One. You may, you may sneak a, a win away from, from Mercedes, but to go one two, uh, especially with Red Bull in the mix as well, the third on the spot on the podium, I, I figured I had to give the nod to uh, Ferrari as a whole collectively for their one two finish there. In Formula One. Yeah, definitely, Jim. I mean, you know, it's it just, it's always interesting to see how the uh, balance of power kind of shifts in F1. And obviously Mercedes, the dominant team right now, but you know, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch five to 10 years from now when it's totally somebody different. It just shifts a little more slowly. I think that Ferrari may be that next dominant team. You know, Red Bull is definitely going to get up there again as well. I mean, especially as long as they're able to keep Verstappen. If they give him just a little more car, then he's right on par with uh, Lewis Hamilton right now, I would say. So definitely impressed with uh, the Ferrari um, result over the weekend at Singapore. They've been on a hot streak, you know, and it really, it really might indicate turning the tide in 2020 and maybe the balance of power sort of shifting towards Ferrari. And then we've got new regulations, I believe, in 2021 anyway that are going to uh, shift it even a little further. So, you know, a lot of really interesting things happening in F1 right now. Yeah, for sure. So uh, who do you have slotted in at number three on your list this week, Chris? Well, Jim, number three, I think we are going to stick with the open wheel cars. We're just going to uh, head back to America here and uh, go to WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca and, you know, considering that these are supposed to be seven-day power rankings, you know, I've got to stick with the race winner over the champion. No disrespect to Joseph Newgarden, who had a hell of a season, you know, four victories. But um, Colton Herta, you know, what can you say about just how good he's gotten at the age that he is? You know, not even being 20 years old, being a multi-time IndyCar race winner, doing it at a track that so many people have associated his dad with, with that pass on Zanardi so many years ago. Uh, you know, the herd is at, at this point, you can just call it Laguna Herda, can't you? Um, you know, Colton Herda, obviously, he's got so much going for him. Didn't get that rookie of the year title, but he does get an Andretti ride next year as they uh, merge that Harding Steinbrenner racing team in. So huge, huge weekend for him. The pole, the win, uh, securing his future for 2020 and beyond. You know, everything is just trending upward for uh, Herda Mania 2.0. Yeah, no, great run by Herta. I will get to him on my list. Going to number three, though, I am going uh, back to Baja. I got my good friend and one of the guests this week, Ryan Arciero, with uh, get the monkey off his back finally. He is a trophy truck winner in the past, so it's not like he didn't have any wins, but it had been a few years. Uh, you know, he's been oh so close, but uh, for him to uh, finally get that out of the Baja 400, now sitting pole position for the upcoming Baja 1000 in November, I had to go with my boy Ryan Arciero there in the third spot. Yeah, definitely, Jim. And, you know, it's, it's, I am actually going to stick with Ryan Arciero for my number two. Um, you know, as you mentioned, obviously a uh, great result. And, you know, what really impressed me about the trophy truck field was just how close everybody was yeah. for this one. I think the entire top 10 was within, what was it, about 10 minutes of one another? I mean, it was 
you know, you had BJ Baldwin actually, I believe, cross the line first, but you know, with just how close everybody was, I think BJ ended up sixth or seventh, you know, he wasn't even in the top five, you know, just, he had that, you know, early draw. And so he was one of the first trucks out on the road. Um, but just everybody's so consistent. I mean, what can you say about just how deep the trophy truck field is, you know, in all these events now you've got so many quick vehicles, you've got so many amazing builds, um, you know, RCR, I believe, has the uh, Joe Gibbs Racing Power Plant now. So you've even got that little bit of NASCAR crossover going. You know, it's it's so impressive. It's Trophy Truck is probably my favorite class of motorsport bar none right now, just because of how deep it is and just how many drivers, how many trucks on any given weekend can, uh, you know, stand on top of the box. And so for Ryan Arciero, not only that, but also to defeat Andy McMillan, you know, Andy had won the first two races of the season and just came oh so close to getting that third, you know, well-deserved victory for Ryan. You know, it's awesome to uh, hear from him on the show this week. Definitely, uh, definitely cool. Anytime that he's on, I know he's been on a couple of times this year. He's been on the off-road show as well. Um, but great to have Ryan on the show again this week. And, uh, you know, I, I would say well-deserved number two on my list. Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, you and I flip-flopped second and third because I'm going to go back to WeatherTech Raceway and uh, Laguna Herda, and uh, I have Colton Herda on my list. Uh, you know, the Phenom, you know, he, I don't know, I think he grabbed a couple of victories. He had a few polls this year. Just an amazing rookie effort. You know, didn't get Rookie of the Year honors just because he did have uh, some struggles in the middle, but uh, this kid has a bright, bright future, young, young age. Uh, you know, and, and like you said, no slide on Newgarten, but, uh, you know, it, this, you know, this weekend it was all Colton Herta. I mean, the, this kid was uh, unstoppable. And, uh, you know, it, when Will Power tells you, you know, I was trying to chase that kid down. I had nothing for him, waiting for a mistake. And he's like, kid didn't flinch. You know, that's a statement when Will Power says something like that. Uh, so Colton Herta, number two on my list, which makes me wonder, Chris, if our number ones in this weird, weird world will actually be the same this week. Yeah, Jim, it's kind of been a while, hasn't it? Um, I am actually, you know, and it's funny. I grew up a NASCAR guy. I've always been a NASCAR guy. I always underrate NASCAR on here unless it's Daytona, you know, or something like that. But Martin Truex Jr., back-to-back, you know, finally a multi-time short track winner at Richmond. I mean, he's got that championship form again that he had in 2017 with Furniture Row. He's brought it to Joe Gibbs. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., my clear-cut number one over the weekend for just everything he's been doing and how strong that entire Joe Gibbs racing team was. I think they were one, two, three, four before uh, disqualification. Yeah, you know, and uh, Truex, he was obviously number one on my list as well. Same thing you said, back-to-back. I mean, he is he is just slaying the playoffs right now. I mean, massive, massive lead. Uh, you know, I just uh, – I'm a massive Truex fan. I have been for a long time. I mean, he carries himself well. He's very classy. You know, he he does a lot behind the scenes. And, you know, for him to to go one-two in the playoffs, I mean, this is uh, that is not easy any time in NASCAR, but especially come playoff time. And, uh, you know, Truex, obviously at the top of my list, just like yours, Chris. And uh, it's it's got me interested to see, uh, you know, how things are going to shape up here uh, at your favorite race of the year, the Roval, uh, coming this weekend because, uh, you know, one thing you can say about it, it is the wild card race, uh, you know, in this playoff format of NASCARs, and anything can and will happen. Definitely, Jim. And that's funny to say, considering that I think we still have a super speedway um, in 
Talladega, you know, that's in the playoffs as well. But, yep, the Roval um, and the fact that the Roval has been changed as well and that backstretch chicane is much different now. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how everybody uh, comes out of that weekend. And I know it's a must win for Eric Jones. He had been fourth, but then, you know, in D- in uh, post-race uh, ended up getting DQ'd. So uh, it's it's do or die for him. He's got to win that race or he's probably out. Um, so it's always interesting to see a guy go into an event like that and what they can do with it. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I'm looking at a guy like Kurt Busch who's pretty much out, and, uh, you know, he, I, I think he's going to try and play spoiler this whole deal. Oh, no doubt. I mean, and a driver like Kurt Busch, I mean, there have been a lot of rumors about, you know, oh, how much longer is Kurt going to stay as a cup driver? Does he have sports car aspirations? Is that why he went to Ganassi? Do you want to go do Indy again? Does he want to kind of be America's answer to Fernando Alonso and just sort of do whatever, um, you know, <laughs> this may be one of Kurt Busch's final uh, cup seasons, I would imagine. I mean, 19, 20 years is a pretty good run, right? Um, you know, I'll be interested to see if he's able to sort of make the most of it and uh, just sort of what his long-term plans look like and if he can maybe secure, you know, his first championship in more than a decade as well, if he can, you know, make some late race uh, or late season runs. I'm- I can see Kurt Busch doing a, a bit of uh... – I don't know, maybe uh, an abbreviated cup schedule. I could see him doing like maybe eight eight cup races of his choosing and then going and doing a little road racing, maybe jumping back in an Indy car. I don't know. I think he's a guy who's going to have options regardless of uh, you know what he decides to do. But uh, that is Power Rankings for this week. We're going to take a short commercial break, and we'll be back here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. 
Restrictions may apply. Plans and costs for coverage may vary. Call Protect My Car for details. In these hard economic times, you've got to do whatever you can to save money. One of our biggest expenses can be our cars, especially when unexpected repair bills hit. Not anymore. If you do own a car, truck, or SUV made from $19.99 or higher, you could stop paying for car repairs. That's right. You might not have to pay a penny to have it repaired. Just dial star star 1147 on your mobile phone now to see if you qualify. You must have an automobile made from $19.99 or higher. And all repairs for your engine transmission and much more can become a thing of the past dial star star 1147 on your mobile phone today and get your car protected before your next repair bill hits that's right total protection for your car and no more repair bills just dial star star 1147 on your mobile phone now to see if your car qualifies that's star star 1147 never pay for car repairs again just dial star star 1147 on your mobile phone now dial star star 1147 and welcome back here to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Just kind of uh, wrapping up our number one here. We got our number two. We got uh, my good friend Ryan Arciero calling into the show. Also, Tiffany Stone. She'll be, uh, I don't know, d- telling us about whatever the hell T Stone tells us about. Uh, always tough to tell what uh, where that conversation is going to go, but you know it's going to be a whole hell of a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you guys uh, once again for tuning in. Uh, make sure and uh, hang tight. We got our number two coming at you. Do want to. Uh, give a mention out to uh, my other show project action on podcast when we'll be killing it with the interviews there uh you know it's a little bit different than this show we've got uh, my good friend uh um you know well the other jim beaver he's been on the show this week we're dropping uh, an interview with uh, travis pastrana uh we had teal piper yeah roddy rowdy piper's daughter she was on the show um We've got uh, coming up Jerry Lawler, pro wrestler, you know, and uh, media personality. Uh, we got Rutledge Wood. We've also got George Steinbrenner, uh, owner of uh, of uh, Steinbrenner Harding and now Andretti Motorsport, and uh, you know them from the uh, New York Yankees. So uh, we, we've always got some fun stuff happening over on Project Action. Subscribe on iTunes to that show as well as this one. Uh, much appreciated. And uh, check out all the content we drop at downanddirtyshow.com. And we also got some big news uh, coming out in regards to our eSports team and our sim racing team uh, coming very, very soon. So, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to uh, getting the word out on all of that. And, uh, you know, make sure and uh, keep the conversation going on social media. It's at JimBeaver15. I know a lot of you started tweeting me. I uh, also do Instagram, Facebook. We got our Facebook group that uh, I think we just got 20 new members this week alone. So check that out. And we got a whole lot more coming at you here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Oh, and we are here with our number two of the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Thanks to all you guys for uh, tuning in. If you're just tuning in nationally, thank you. If uh, you've been here a while, well, thanks for staying tuned uh, uh, through the commercials there. But, uh, yeah, our number two, I guess we're going to kick things off with the Dirtfish Rally Report for this week. Brought to you by good friends at Dirtfish Rally School. Use a coupon code it is down dirty DF, and that'll get you 15% off any and all classes at Dirtfish Rally School. And, uh, you know,
you know, speaking of the fish and our good friends at Dirtfish, um, you know, and Rally in general, WRC coming out with some massive, massive news. Dropping their calendar. All stays the same, but they're adding three rounds. One in New Zealand. Beautiful scenic New Zealand. Yes, Ken Block. That's some of his favorite rally roads in the entire world. Then they're bringing back a rally in Japan to cap off the season. It is a, uh, a tarmac rally. So it's going to be run on the asphalt there in Japan. Sure, through the mountain roads and stuff like that. Should be amazing. But the one that I am most excited about, we actually just had this conversation going on uh, on our uh, Facebook group, Jim Beaver's Down and Dirty Action Motorsports Discussion. Um, but uh, it was a kind of our favorite events, uh, motorsports events. Everybody's chiming in. And uh, I said, you know, one thing that I always wanted to visit was a safari rally in Kenya. Fast forward 24 hours later, it was like the WRC heard me, and they go, you know what? We're bringing back uh, the Safari Rally in Kenya in 2020. Wow, mind blown, right? It's been going on since uh, it left the WRC calendar in the early 2000s, but, uh, you know, it was just a shell of its former self. Didn't have any of the works teams or factory teams. And, you know, it was a lot of local regional teams there in Africa. It's brought back on the global scale with WRC. I am excited. I hear, though, that was one of the most grueling, rugged rallies. I mean, this thing was like five, six days long. Uh, it looked like the Mint 400 course, boulders, nastiness, rock crawling and rally cars. I guess that, uh, you know, they have changed up. It's going to be a little different, uh, more traditional type rally roads, maybe not quite as rugged as it used to be. Um, but uh, that being said, WRC, the Safari Rally, it's back. It's in Kenya. Holy crap. I am excited about that. If you are a rally fan, this is something that you guys have been waiting for for a long time. People have been screaming, wanting it back because it's such a diverse rally uh, that, uh, you know, anybody can win. And that's what makes it exciting. Uh, so stoked to have that back on. And then a tarmac rally, a full-blown tarmac rally in Japan. How rad is that? I mean, uh, you want to get more auto manufacturer support of your series, you go to their home country, boom, WRC, smart move on them. And this makes for such a diverse WRC calendar in 2020. I know we haven't talked about World Rally Championship much on the show recently, but this has me pumped for 2020. That is your Dirtfish Rally Report for this week. We're going to take a short break, and after this short break, it'll be Ryan Arciero right here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show. You want extreme performance, reliability, and the most fun you can have on four wheels? The Polaris Razor brings it to you, but you don't need to take my word for it. You can take theirs. I'm Tanner Faust, and I choose the Polaris Razor because it's the most fun you can have with a steering wheel. What's up? I'm Ronnie Renner, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the sickest, most reliable side-by-side on the planet. What's up, everybody? Heavy D from Diesel Brothers. Listen, I'm on Team Razor because it's hands down the best piece of machinery on the planet. I'm RJ Anderson, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the most fun, most capable machine. Action sports stars, TV personalities, and some of the best race car drivers in the world all choose Polaris Razor because it's the ultimate combination of power, suspension, agility, and fun. Find out more information on the web at PolarisRazor.com or follow at Polaris Razor on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and use the hashtag RazorLife to share your story. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3 from General Tire. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressive styling with the Down and Dirty Radio Show since 2012. 
Ford WP is more than a store. We're truck and Jeep experts and have been for over 50 years. From wheel and tire upgrades to full custom builds, Ford WP has you covered. Whether you want to order the best parts online or shop in store, do the work yourself or get it done by a pro, all roads lead to Ford WP. Do your rig right. Shop online or find your store at 4WP.com. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for 15% discount. Super ATV is the industry leader in aftermarket UTV and ATV parts and accessories. Super ATV products are designed, engineered, tested, and manufactured right here by Super ATV. Whether you're looking to upgrade your suspension, get stronger axles, or you're looking for a new winch to get you out of a tough spot, Super ATV has what you're looking for. And since we know you're in a hurry, we offer fast, free shipping to the lower 48 states on all orders. Visit SuperATV.com now and get your UTV or ATV dialed in. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my good friend Ryan Arciero to the show. Ryan, man, the big one. You finally, I, I don't want to say got the monkey off your back because you've won in Trophy Truck before, but dude, this has to be feel really damn good about now. I tell you what, it it is it, uh, and the monkey the monkey has gone off the back. It uh, you're you're right in saying that. I mean, it's I think my my last trophy truck win was with Troy Herbst and Parker uh, for the Best in Desert race, and uh, I think that was in 2014, I believe 13 or 14. And then prior to that was my back to back Paul 1000 wins in trophy truck with Mark Miller in 2003 and 2004. And it I, I it just goes to show you, you know, how difficult, how tough it is to win a trophy truck race nowadays uh, i mean it's it is no joke and uh, if anybody followed that that race on saturday you could, you, you could see how close it was all day long all the way to the end just incredible yeah well and i think this course one thing i loved i haven't raced down in baja in a few years we're talking about going back next year but this course in particular this reminded me of uh of the old Southfish baja 500 courses i mean this we're talking early 2000s mid 2000s a lot of that i mean correct me if i'm wrong was like those baja 500 courses but roger norman has kind of gone a different route with his 500s and things like that so i think a lot of this probably hasn't been run in a few years right no you know what the what one of the key sections well there's two uh um uh, you had uh you had uh, Santa Catarina wash uh, you know, which which is before Nueva Junction we had we hadn't run that uh they hadn't run that in, in a long long time my dad happened to be uh my dad went out there with uh with Sean Hoagland and and uh and they chased us and they went out to checkpoint 1 which is that wash and my dad my dad was sitting in that wash with with Sean waiting for me he's like he goes man he goes i remember racing my two seat car back in the eighties through here and, uh, and, and the Toyota truck as well. And, and, uh, I don't think we've, we've run that since, uh, since probably the eighties or nineties, uh, if that, and, um, and then, and then it's been, it's been since I think it was 2000, I want to say 2000, probably 
six or seven, something like that, that we, that we, uh, or so that we ran down Simpsons, uh, out of Mike Sky Ranch. And, uh, so it's neat to be able to tie that, those old courses back in again. And, um, I mean, the, the course for me this year overall, I loved it. It was a real, it was really a driver's course. Um, you know, not a lot of, not a whole lot of rough. We did, we, we missed us all the San Felipe stuff, um, which is not the end of the world uh, for me. Cause I like a driver's course. I, I like technical. Yeah. And uh, and this course lent lent itself uh, to my driving style, so but uh, uh, but the biggest thing we had to overcome all day long, and it was for everybody, uh, except for except for the lead the two lead trucks was dust. Um, dust was horrible, especially where we started. Yeah, well, and you know, and I know there's been a lot of talk on the internet about dust, and I know this was that weird one where um, you know we've gone to most of the events now have qualifying, but this one for one reason or another didn't. And I know it was kind of the old school pill draw where you and I grew up with that. I mean, we're we're super familiar yep. with that, but you know, it's been yep, a long yep. time since the unlimited classes actually were by pill draw, and so I think there was a lot of fast guys starting in the back. I know you probably didn't get the starting position you wanted. I mean, I think it added a whole different aspect to this. I mean, what, you know, how was that for you going back to this pill draw type of thing, you know, that we haven't seen in, in a while, Ryan? I tell you what, when they, when they did the draw over at the Cameron Steele's headquarters and, um, and I, and I, I wasn't able to, to be there in person. So I watched it, uh, online and, uh, man, my, my hands were sweating and, uh, because I knew I could, I could have drawn just as bad as Dan McMillan did, um, or I could have been lucky that day. So, I mean, it's, it's really a coin toss at that point. And, and, uh, especially with this course, the way this course was laid out and, uh, and how technical and one line this course was, uh, having a crappy draw is it, it, it literally can determine whether, whether you're going to do well or not do well at this race. And, uh, and that, that sucks. Um, because really you, you don't want to add another element to what, uh, what it is, what, what we already go against to try to try to finish and win one of these races. And, um, and when you, when you mix in some of the slower guys, and I said, I, I, I say that lightly, if these slower guys, uh, you know, we're, we're all out there, we're all out there competing. We all, we all want to have a chance to win. And, uh, but you get guys that either that are new to the sport or don't have the experience level that, uh, that some of the fast guys have and, uh, and run and, and run a lot slower pace. I mean, it, it can really turn your race upside down. And, uh, because it being a one line course, uh, for this race, there's not a lot of opportunity to pass. And, um, and for, for, for us, and I know a lot of the other guys out there, it, um, it, you know, we had all week long during pre-running, we had wind and it, this, this never fails race day. It was still as can be. <laughs> And I can't, I can't figure it out. I mean, all during the week of pre-running, we're like, man, this is great. I hope this wind comes up for Saturday. And in the back of my head, I'm like, it's going to be like every every other race we have. Where Saturday morning, it's going to be still as as can be. And you know, serious heck, it was it was the wind was still, and uh, and so the dust just sat. So it made it even more difficult to try to run through the dust to try to catch somebody. And uh, you had you had to be patient. You had to be. Um, you couldn't make any mistakes. You couldn't get any flat tires. You couldn't blow, you know, blow any corners. Uh, if you wanted to win this race, you had to be consistent and, uh, and have some patience running through that dust and, uh, and to try to get around guys that are making, that are making these mistakes. And that's, that's what we capitalized on. We, were, we weren't able to physically pass anybody running because you couldn't see. So it forced us to, to be consistent, let them make the mistake. Then we get around them. And that's exactly what we did all day long. Um, but still it was, it was not till battle of the finish line because there was only one time that I was out of dust. And that was, um, Robbie Pierce started right in front of me, uh, between Andy McMillan and myself, Robbie had a, uh, a mechanical, uh, issue at mile 60. And, uh, and I was in deep in his dust and, uh, and it allowed me to get around him. And I had a little bit of clean air for about another 40 miles. 
And uh, so it allowed me to bridge that gap to that next group uh, of trucks up in front of us. And, uh, and that was it. That, that was the only, uh, that was the only um, uh, um, uh, probably break I had dust free. The whole rest of the race was in dust the whole way, whole way to the finish. Yeah. Well, and you think, you know, because we, you and I have both read what's going on on the internet and everything else, but do you feel like if there was some wind on race day or if there would have got rain, you know, that week of or something like that, it would have changed the dynamic and we wouldn't be hearing the conversations we're having? I, you know what? I, I agree. It, uh, the draw itself probably, probably made the race the way it, the, the way it ended up. Uh, and, uh, not with just us winning, but how close it was at the finish line. I've never, I've never, and I know you haven't either. All the years we've been involved in the sport, you ever seen a finish like that before? We had, we had that crazy. many trucks stacked up, like seconds, boom, one truck, second truck, third truck. Uh, I mean, that that was incredible, and that was more than likely was probably because of the draw. Um, I'm not a big fan of the draw. Going back to answer your first question, mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of it. I'd rather us qualify um, or be based on the merits of of uh, where we finished the last race. For us, our last race is the 500. And uh, and uh, and we end up having a DNF because of a, because of a, a part failure. Um, so for us, it was you know I, I was okay with with the draw for this particular race. I would have rather qualified. Don't get me wrong. But um, but having a good finish at this race was everything because it it uh, it leads us leads us right into the biggest race we have all year long, which is the one that everyone wants to win in the Sabah One Thousand. Yeah. Well, and talking about the One Thousand. I mean, Ryan, I mean, you know, the, the, I guess the results for this determine the Baja 1000, correct? I mean, you, you, uh, you're on pole position yeah. for the biggest off-road race of the year, buddy. Uh, what, you know, what, how, how are I'll you going to be approaching this, man? That's, uh, this is I'll, like pole at the Indy 500, buddy. I know it's, it, it is huge. It is huge. It does, it does come with some disadvantages as well. Op- opening the road, uh, for the Baja 1000 sometimes can, sometimes can be a disadvantage, but, uh, all depend all depending on the weather what we have uh it's also obviously a huge advantage because because we're setting the pace and uh and as long as there's no mistakes made uh, or flat tires uh you're dust free which you know not having dust in front of you is a big big advantage and anybody that says it's not i mean it it, it is the biggest thing that you need to realize as a as a driver is the team needs to communicate with you every step of the way on where you're at because you have nothing to gauge the pace off of at that point uh, when you're when you're out front and and the perfect example of that is what happened to us in San Felipe we, we lost radio we had we had some radio issues and, and and our MSAT issues to be able to communicate with me and we had such a big lead over the whole rest of the pack uh, I think we had 15 20 minutes to the next car behind us we, we it was we were checked out. But what I didn't get any information was was all the fast guys started started way back. They were 30, 30 40 minutes back uh, at the start line, and um, and not having that information and not being able to get that information to me, I just kept the same pace I'd been running all day. Well, that pace wasn't quick enough because you know Andy ended up beating us by a little over a minute. Uh, because he was able to pick up the pace and knew exactly where I was. I had no idea where he was. So it comes with some disadvantages as long as you get the, get the communication you need to validate the pace that you're running, whether you need to pick it up, or whether, whether your pace is good, or whether you can back it down a little bit. And we're going to continue this conversation with Ryan Arciera when we return here to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor, after this break. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. 
We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631-800-570-9631-800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517 Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver here, along with uh, my good friend Ryan Arciero. And Ryan, you got to be really excited with this program. I know, you know, you, you've had some hiccups along the way, but right now, I mean, you know, you mentioned San Felipe, but now you guys are hitting your stride. I mean, I, I think... You know, and we know with a new program, sometimes it takes a while to get everything to put together and everything to gel. But you've got to be really excited right now because I feel like this season, you know, everything is finally, you know, you guys have kind of come together and and it's there. You guys are there, Ryan. It's, we've been knocking. We've been working so hard. The the uh, the Herb Smith Fab guys, uh, terrible Herb guys, have been they, they've been working their butts off all year long on these trucks. And uh, the trucks the trucks are awesome. I said we've just been missing a couple pieces of the puzzle. Small, very small things. And uh, it takes all those pieces to come together to win a race, and uh, and we're finally there. We just got uh, this was the first race for our new power plant. Um, we're we're making that crossover between NASCAR and off-road racing. Bill Gibbs uh, Racing is building our engines now. Um, they're building a trophy truck specific engine. Um, 
uh, Troy Herbst was the first one to run it in San Felipe, and then Tim Herbst got his uh, right after San Felipe for the 500, and then uh, and then we have ours now, and then uh, the fourth engine that that Gibbs built went to uh, went to the concrete guys, uh, Kevin Thompson and, and Harley Letner, uh, which they didn't run for this race. Uh, they ran it for Vegas Reno and had and had some issues, mechanical problems with something else in the truck, uh, but uh, but this engine. Jimmy, tell you, this engine's no joke. Uh, these guys, they took everything they learned from NASCAR, and uh, with NASCAR, you, you have to build a build an engine based on based, based on being in a box, being constrained. You can only you can only do this. Um, now these the engineers over there, uh, Dustin and Mark, the engine builder, um, were able to really use and take everything they learned from NASCAR and take take it to another level, and um, and uh, and build something that was just really special. And this engine is just it's one of the it's one of the best engines. Uh, I've ever raced in any form of motorsport. Incredible. Yeah, you know, that that's amazing to me, you know, that we've got, you know, and I know Robbie's, you know, done some stuff, development stuff with his engines and things like that, you know, from stuff he's been able to bring over from Cup. But, you know, to have an investment like Joe Gibbs, and I know, uh, you know, I, I know Roush has kind of toyed with things, but they've never really gone all in. But, uh, you know, to have that kind of, uh, you know, brain power, and that's not taking anything away from anybody in off-road, but NASCAR, I mean, you and I know that's, oh, no. just, yeah. that, that's just another level there. But, I mean, th- this that's so huge for our industry as a whole, and just to see where things kind of turn because I think it's going to make everybody raise their game, you know, over the next year or two. No, for sure. And, and, and it's not, they didn't just take a NASCAR engine and uh, say, okay, that we're just going to tweak it here, tweak it there, make it work for the, the, uh, the trophy truck guys. Uh, they started from scratch. They, they, they developed a, a new block, uh, you know, parts and pieces. Uh, they started, they started from scratch, but it, it was all the resources they had and, and, um, and they spend a lot of freaking money. Uh, to go win those NASCAR races, so they, they, they there's a lot at their disposal. Um, they took all that and developed something brand new for what we do, and I think that I do. I think that's really cool that they, it even sparked an interest for them to want to get involved in Trophy Truck, and it just goes to show the landscape of Trophy Truck and how cool it is, and 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 the exposure it's getting now, um, you know, off of racing in general. But uh, but it's just neat to see that, and and uh, and you know, with the Gibbs guys coming, they come to each one of the races, and they are having the time of their lives. They love the sport. Uh, they've embraced it. Uh, the people of the sport have embraced them. So that I think that in itself is just so cool. Yeah. Well, and I, I do think it's funny you mentioned that because it, it's crazy that I go, I can go to a NASCAR race now, and uh, I've been to a couple of them just with General Tire and, and ARCA and what you know Riley Herbst is doing, and you got Zane Smith and uh, Sheldon Creed and and now Haley Deegan, and it's like I go to these races and I feel like it's old home week. But you know, it's I I love that we're at a point now with off road where we've got these mergers. You know what I mean? Not mergers, but things are kind of meshing together where you've got the off-road community and and now you've got the nascar community coming over and like i think it's so amazing that we're at this point where where this is actually happening and i think you know for both it's you know we've got these super talented kids are going to be you know racing stock cars at at the premier division in the next year or two and uh you know and and on the same token now we're able to bring that technology over into what we're doing like it's an amazing crossroads we're at here for the sport of off-road I think we're I think we're at such a cool time. I really I really do, and it, it is. It's neat for me to turn on the TV and see the, and see all those see all those guys like you know like Zane and Riley, uh, who I've seen grow grow up and uh, and uh, trying to make their way into the Cup Series. Um, you know, it's just so cool when you see so, someone come from the off road side of things because typically in, in, in NASCAR, a lot of those guys came from sprint cars, uh, World of Outlaws, uh, you know, and and uh, and late models, and uh, you know, just living at the short tracks. 
and uh, and to see to see the guys that are that are coming through the off road ranks and having just as much success or, or just as much talent in in, in NASCAR as as the, as as the other ones that have lived and breathed in the short tracks, I think that's really cool. It just goes to show you that the talent pool that that off road develops uh, as far as your driving skill goes, it, it is it's pretty incredible. Well, you know, the, all this being said, Ryan, you guys, uh, pole position for the Baja 1000, as we said. I mean, how are, how are you guys uh, now, how are you going to approach the 1000? I mean, what do things look like for you? Because we're actually not far away from the Baja 1000. I mean, less than two months out. I know you're going to go do your homework, do some pre-running. This is, uh, this is you know, this isn't a point-to-point 1000. You know, how, how are you guys going to approach this? You know, how much time? I mean, because you got a, I got a feeling you got to look at things a little bit differently now, like you said, because you are going to be leading the way. No, there's no doubt with that, Jim. It, it, uh uh, it's um, it's definitely you definitely have to put your thinking cap on. You can't you cannot rest on what you just did last weekend, and uh, that's done and over with. And and uh, and I'm I'm still I'm still on a high on a high from it. But uh, but the second I got home, my 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 brain switched gears to the thousand and and uh, and, and start and started looking down the road. And the guys the guys have a lot of work to do. Obviously, the trucks have to be completely torn down and and gone through and and reprepped uh, for for the thousand, which is only a couple months away. If, you know, if, if that. Um, and, uh, and so there's a lot of work to be had, obviously pre-running and trying to figure out where the race course is going. Typically when we do a loop thousand race, um, uh, we usually go underneath the thousand mile mark as far as uh, total mileage. Um, but with that being said, that doesn't mean it's any less difficult to do the Baja 1000 when it's a loop race. To me, it's almost more difficult than, and not just, not just logistically, because logistically doing the thousand, the peninsula run is very, very difficult. But uh, but but typically the race courses in the northern part of Baja are very rough. Yeah. Um, I can only only assume for us to get the mileage we need, we're going to be doing all of San Felipe and all the rough stuff down down in San Felipe. Well, that takes its toll on both the driver and, and more importantly the vehicle as well. So when you get done, when you get done with the Baja 1000, it's a loop race. You are spent. The the trucks are spent. You know the team is spent, and uh, they're just as difficult uh, to to do. So you know for us, it's, we're going to do a little bit of testing because um, uh, you you need to. You need to continue to develop. You need to continue to push the envelope. You need to you need to find ways to make the truck better because all your all your competitors are doing it. So, like I said, once again, you can't sit on your laurels. You have to keep pushing and pushing forward. And uh, but that's what's exciting. You know, I've been I've been racing for over 25 years, but been around it my whole life like you. Um, I don't stop learning every time I get in the, get in the vehicle. I'm always learning something. I'm always changing something. I'm always adapting and doing something different. Um, but, uh, but it's, you know, it, it's, it's going to be such a thrill starting on the pole, starting being the first car to, to, to leave in Sonata for the thousand. And, um, and the goal is to make sure you put together a great program that keeps us there. And, uh, and that's not just, that's not just the team. It's not just the driver. It's not just the navigator. It's, it's, it's everything together. Uh, uh, and most of the, most of what happens to go win the Baja 1000 happens at the race shop, um, and, and in the planning side of things. Uh, the racing is a fun part that we get to do. Um, that, that's that's a small percentage of the overall picture, but um, but for us, I mean, I'm super excited to go to this race. I'm super excited to start first. Um, we have some great sponsors, uh, you know, on the truck. Uh, Troy Lee did the paint job on the Levi's truck, and uh, and a man, it, it has become such an icon down in Baja. The, the the fans down there just absolutely have gravitated toward towards it and love it. Um, and then you, you have we had a, we brought a new sponsor on for uh, for this race, uh, Dragonfly. Um, they, they build drones and they build really, really big drones, uh, that carry full size camera equipment. Those guys, this was their first time to an off-road race, let alone first time to Baja. 
and they were blown away. Not to mention we went we went out of the box with them being involved, but uh, but they were they were so beside themselves and and, uh, and gravitated towards our sport. For me, I love seeing that. I love introducing people to the sport that have never seen it before, never experienced it before. Because just you know, just like you, you can we can talk about what we do. We can talk about our sport till, till we're blue in the face, and people are say, okay, that's cool. But how do you explain it? You know, how do you create that emotion unless you're there and you see it and you experience it firsthand? So, you know, and and, uh, and obviously guys like Bia Critters, you know, I didn't get a single flat this last race because of what they put into the sport, the engineering they put into those tires. It is just, it's absolutely incredible. You know, um, you know, it goes to everything. Having the whole package of King Shocks, AC highlights, uh, you know, having score working their butts off to be able to get us, get approved for us to go race down there. I wouldn't want that job. No. Um, you know, it's just, it's wild. It's wild. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. Yeah. Well, you know, and I got to ask too, I mean, uh, you know, we, we've been having, you and I talked back earlier this year when we had you on that uh, podcast, it did amazing feedback, by the way, everybody loved uh, us awesome. just talking, um, you know, just old school <laughs> off-road and things like that. But uh, all-wheel drive versus two-wheel drive, man. I mean, uh, you know, here we were at a, a really, I mean, this is a, you know, this was a prototypical, this is a Baja course I grew up on, you know what I mean? And, and you know, what, what what's yep. your take on that? I mean, I still, obviously we know all-wheel drives are coming, you know, and it, they're fast, they're wicked fast but you know something like this i mean i I think you know what we've seen two-wheel driving it it can still put it down i mean i think we i think we just proved it on saturday it uh you know granted there's there was there was uh elements of of being in dust but you're you're always going to have you're always going to have some element to it uh but i i was just i was excited to see um the fact that we did we we came out victorious over the four-wheel drive so the four-wheel drives they are coming and um and uh and obviously the uh reliability of them is now there as far as i know i mean i think there was three four-wheel drives uh that finished that finished uh, physically in front of us uh, with that had zero issues uh bryce menzies and his i i besides dust and flat tires uh, if he even got those uh um zero issues so now the reliability is there um uh but at the same time, we still beat them with a two-wheel drive. So I, what I haven't seen yet is while we're racing and, and without any issues on either side, I haven't seen them completely smoke the two-wheel drives yet. Um, that doesn't mean that's not coming. It, uh, I've driven one of the four-wheel drives, and it is, it is incredible when it comes to the graded roads and the sand washes and, and, uh, and how, how it accelerates out of a corner. There's no question or no, no doubt about the fact that, it, that uh, for sure it does that better than a two-wheel drive. But you also have to put the big picture together. You have to you have to put the picture together from the green flag to the checker flag. So, and a lot of things can happen in the middle there. And I appreciate the time, Ryan. But we got to take a short break. We'll be back after this on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. The football season's back, and now you can get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, BetOnline.ag. Sign up today to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit and make your bets on your favorite professional or college teams. Every spread, every total, every winner, and every loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. Will Mahomes throw for 56 touchdowns? Can the Pats go undefeated? You can bet on all of this with the fastest odds updates and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join today and use promo code COACH55 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Get into all the action today with betonline.ag, 
your online sportsbook experts. And here's today's BRP safety tips. Riding outdoor recreational vehicles can be fun. These safety tips can help make your outdoor experience safe and enjoyable. Enroll in a motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, or water safety course. Depending on the vehicle, always wear protective gear. Helmets, life jackets, goggles, long sleeve shirts and pants, and gloves will help keep you incident-free. Always stick to the correct and legal number of people on your outdoor machine. And now a word from BRP. It's time for the Yellow Tag Sales event at your local BRP dealer, where you can save big on new Can-Am off-road vehicles. Can-Am vehicles were made to perform and make the most out of any challenge. And right now, quality costs less because you can save up to $2,000 on select Can-Am vehicles. Just stop by your local BRP dealer right now before the Yellow Tag Sales event is gone. Offer ends September 30th, 2018. Certain conditions may apply. See dealer for details. Dell semi-annual sale is officially on. You now have the rare chance to get the latest Dell and Alienware computers with Intel Core processors at 17% off, a discount usually reserved just for Dell employees. Shop a wide selection of leading-edge Dell and Alienware monitors and more, all with free shipping. Call 800-BUY-DELL or go to dell.com slash semi-annual sale to enjoy huge limited-time employee savings. That's 800-BUY-DELL. Hey, hey, Bench, what are you doing? I'm rubbing my blue emu on. Well, you ready to go fishing? Fishing? You said we were going fishing this morning. I have 10 gold glove oh, awards. Oh, here we go again. Johnny Bench doesn't go fishing. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Johnny Bench goes catching. Blue emu supports healthy muscles and joints. Blue emu, it works fast and you won't stink. Available at nationwide retailers and Amazon. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Available live online, in syndication on networks across the U.S., and available internationally on the American Forces Network. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my partner in crime, Tiffany Stone, to the line. How is, uh, how's everything going, T-Stone? Everything is going great. Honestly, just making some fettuccine right now. Making some fettuccine. Ah, you are speaking my language. I love pasta, probably too much, but <laughs> that's like the first thing to go in any given diet normally is pasta. Like, yeah, that needs to be whacked, and that's like why I guess I don't like diets at all. I don't know. I love pasta too much, T-Stone. No, that's it. And then volleyball season's starting up, so I just wanted to make sure carb load a little bit for everything. Oh, I forgot about that. You did the whole volleyball thing last year, and you guys, when did that, like one weekend you guys did like a dozen games or something crazy like that? Yeah, one weekend we had a tournament, so it was pretty awesome. And, you know, just being able to still go out and do some of that stuff is just kind of cool to think about it and push yourself a little harder. And, you know, like I was talking last time when Amsoil came in and they wanted to do that story on me, you know, like they asked if you could do anything. And I was that's when I was talking about volleyball. Like if I could play Olympic ball, like that'd be awesome. That would be would be rad. Well, I know you and I, we've been working through some stuff. I know we're talking to, we got, you know, I think you've got LSPR coming up and then you trail to SEMA. I know we were looking, uh, I'm kind of stoked. We're doing two shows at SEMA this year. Last year we did the one with Vision Wheel. This year we're doing one with RacingJunk.com and then another one with uh, uh, with Rigid Industries and be like complete different guests from like all facets of the industry. Like I'm kind of, kind of excited about this like you know doing a couple of shows there and then uh i know we got some parties mixed in and everything else but i think it's going to be uh shaping up to be a fun sema tiff 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to SEMA. And like you said, we have those two shows, so that should be fun. And then a big shout out to Rigid Industries as well, because they are the um, main title sponsors for my Jeep and everything for Trail to SEMA. So once I get the new logos done and everything, it's going to look pretty awesome. Um, And then have some Rigid-esque things on there. So it'll still be a little bit me. Um, It will be geared towards Rigid Industries, but still T-Stone approved pretty much. Still T-Stone approved. Speaking of T-Stone approved, there was something that flashed across my social media accounts. And I went, this old lady is completely, totally T-Stone approved. So I know we've been talking about the whole Area 51 thing, right? Um, and you know, and how there was like the big party out there and, uh, you know, and I guess, so I guess there was a, the big, they call it like alien stock or something like that. They had like, they had like 5,000 people show up to like alien stock or something like that to, you know, with all the bands. And then there was actually a group of about 500 people that actually went to the gates of area 51 and they all just kind of assembled there at the gates and it was peaceful and like all just checking it out and snapping pictures. There was this one old lady that was 85. One single person actually stormed the gates of Area 51. There was this old lady about 85 years old, full on no Fs given. And she just marched past the barricades. And this old like 85-year-old woman just marched straight into Area 51. And she got up there like a couple hundred yards up the the road into Area 51. And everybody's like, what the heck just happened? And then all of a sudden like the armed guards like swarm her. And they all thought, it was humorous so they literally just took her back across the barricades and let her go in and we're like oh, don't do that again but one person actually stormed the gates out of all this shenanigans one person had enough balls to storm the gates and it was an 85 year old woman she was t-stone approved i'm thinking i'm i'm totally thinking that she was and she's my spirit animal and that's me in the future so in about uh, 50 years that will be me however i don't think i'll need to like storm area 51 it'd probably be like area 78 or something like that i like we were talking i bet you area 51 isn't where all the alien stuff happens it's just a decoy and it's like probably right under our nose and this goes back to our conspiracy pod that we were thinking about our conspiracy theory podcast i bet you all that stuff is hidden either behind mount rushmore or under the denver airport no, I'm thinking it's in Detroit. I'm telling you, I think it's right under your nose, Tiff. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It explains a lot of things that happen in Detroit, I'm saying. Well, there are all the salt mines, so that could be a possibility <laughs> of actually happening. No. Yeah, no, it's got to be. I, I, We've talked about that before. It's got to be under our nose. Somewhere out here, there is the real Area 51 and uh, I think there's some there's some stuff that's going down there. But anyways, yeah, I read that on that one old lady, and I was like, how rad is that? Like, you got all these people talking on the Internet about storming it. All these people show up. Nobody does anything. Takes an 85-year-old woman to go, no Fs given. I'm going to storm this thing. And I was like, and I love that the guards, like, actually found humor in it, and they took her back, didn't arrest her, didn't anything. Like, it was almost like a high-five moment, like, Props to you. Like, you actually did something. All these others are pretenders, and they just let her go. I'm like, how rad is that that the military actually had a heart, you know? No, I think that's awesome. I think uh, just, you know, he's like, you know, this lady's seen everything. Bet you she's probably actually seen a real-life alien back in the 50s in her day. We're just going to let her slide. So. <laughs> For real. So, uh, yeah, I know you uh, got some stuff going on in your Jeep. It's funny. I was actually, 
I was gonna. I was actually thinking. I know Ford's got the new Bronco coming out, and I actually read this big long article on the Bronco and like how it and the, and the Wrangler are gonna be like pitted against each other and stuff like that. So what happens if uh, what happens if I buy a Bronco T Stone, one of these new Broncos? Are you and I gonna have to have like a showdown or something? We we can. It all depends on what you're gonna name your Bronco, what you're gonna do with it, and. Uh... If it's going to even be T-Stone approved, that's the real question. Yeah. Well, I'm one of those, like, I don't care. Like I've got a Raptor right now. I beat the crap out of that thing. It's a brand new Raptor. Um, I've got, you know, every time I've ever owned anything, I've had Mustangs and, you know, and like, I've had nice high end cars. You don't own something nice and then not slay it, you know? Like, I've got a Subaru WRX right now. I'll take that out on dirt roads and slide around. Like, I hate it when people buy a performance vehicle, whether it be for off-road or whether it be for, you know, like, you know, road racing or whatever, and then it's like a trailer queen or they just park it in the garage and maybe drive it to the grocery store to some car meetup and, like, it's never gotten out of first gear, like – I hate cars like that, and I dislike people like that. If you're listening to the show and you have a trailer queen, no, you're not my friend. But, like, I no, I will totally put this thing. I don't care if it's brand new. We'll take that thing to Moab and romp it. Well, and that's what everybody always asks me. Like, people, when they see, they're like, do you just stand in front of that Jeep or do you drive it? And then parts of me, honestly, want to have them uh, – want, want to have them – look at everything and look underneath it and be like, what just happened? Yeah. No, I've got a, I've got a Jeep that I've got ridiculous amounts of money into to go in off road, but yet it never sees off road. Like, think about it, you know, like those type people, they get a Jeep and then they like put some really nice wheels and tires that are oversized, like wheels and, you know, and then like, you know, like they, but they never do anything. Like you can tell a real Jeep, right? I mean, it's pretty easy. You walk up and you see the parts that are bolted on and it's like, yeah, you're, you know, you're like, oh, that thing's a trailer cleaner. You go, oh, that one, that, that person knows what the hell they're doing. They actually use that. Exactly. All you had to do was look at my last wheels and tires on my 35, look at the rings, look how like scuffed up you saw them at Crandon. And then the real test is when I was changing out the shocks and suspension this last time, seeing all the stuff that was underneath and just how much I had scraped. So I think I'm going to be in the process of looking for a full skid plate too. So anybody out there, if you all got some full skid plate ideas for a JL, an 18 JL, let me know. Cause I need to uh, put some armor underneath that. I'm thinking now that I have a three and a half inch lift with 37, obviously I'm going to have a lot more cl- uh, ground clearance and I won't be scraping as much, but still want to be protective, especially where like the gas can and all that stuff is. Yeah, you know, and you're talking about the wheels and get them scuffed up. Like, I feel like every time Vision Wheel sends me a new set, like, it was like on this Raptor. Like, they send me, and you've got this beautiful set of wheels. They're all shiny. I almost feel like I just need to, right out of the box, take a hammer and hit them. And then I'll be like, all right, we're good. But, like, I I always feel guilty on that first hit. And then it's like it's all downhill after that, after the first scrape is on the wheels or something like that. But I feel like it's like day one you need to go and scrape them just so you can get it out of your system and not worry about it. Because, like, until you do, you're constantly – it's like you're on eggshells. You're like, oh, I don't want to scrape it. Oh, I don't want to scrape it. And then you get that first scrape. It's like, oh, hell with it. It's over now. Let's really get, get to wheeling, you know? Well, and that's how I felt at first. Like, I never wanted to scrape anything. And then everybody just kept telling me they were my battle wounds, that they were the battle wounds. And, you know, honestly, that's true. They are the battle wounds of each rock, each cliff, each mountain, each hill that I've climbed up or climbed down. Like, those all have memories to it. So I'm really looking forward to this year's Trail to SEMA, you know, pushing myself a little bit more. We're doing 10 days this year. Um, 
and just kind of hitting a lot of the obstacles that I was too afraid to, to really do anything with. You know, I know I'm with a great group of people and they could be able to help me fix. We can get what we need. Usually Dixie four wheel drives there, especially when we're in the Utah area and the Vegas area to help out and stuff. And it, it's just really, really cool to be able to, to know that I'm with a great group of people that we have wheeled for a while and that I can push myself because I have a year of not necessarily wheeling, but just seat time. I've driven on iron ore, on cinder rock, on sand, on loose gravel. Like I've driven a lot of different things. So now I'm kind of really understanding what the Jeep's going to do, how it's going to feel. Yeah, I feel like you've got some unfinished business with this whole Trail to SEMA thing because last year you were pretty green and just figuring it out. And I feel like you're like you've got a chip on your shoulder, like you're going back to attack this deal. Like I I feel like this is your year. Like you've got unfinished business right now. Pretty much. And, you know, I'm waiting for uh, well, actually, it's in. I just need to, to install it. But. Tom Woods drive shaft, they are awesome and hooked me up with a new front drive shaft. That, and so with this and having, you know, the crawler short arm system and having the 37s, I'm really hoping to tackle some of the more difficult, um, more difficult obstacles that I have. Yeah. Well, I do have a uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, my daughter, who's 10, I think you would appreciate this. She's like, dad, I want to, I want to drive the Raptor. I'm like, all right. So we go out in the desert, and, uh, you know, she's 10 years old, and we get the seat all the way adjusted forward, pedals pulled up, seat propped up, steering wheel down, and uh, I'm like, Let, let's go, Addy. And so uh, her and I, I, she proceeded to show me how she can off-road a Raptor, and we were out there in the desert, and she's going through the whoops and everything. And then she's like, Dad, I don't like this. I'm like, what don't you like? And she's like, well, you have it in drive. She's like, put it in M. I want to be able to shift the gears. And so here's my 10-year-old daughter with a paddle shifter, like shifting through the gears and everything else. And I was like, how rad is this? I'm like, T-Stone could appreciate this, this little 10-year-old girl shredding right now. No, that's awesome. It's great to be able to see, you know, young people, no matter what they're, they're wanting to drive, just kind of get out there and kind of push themselves and really just try to do certain things. And and that's kind of where it starts off. And, and you just have an idea, you have this thing. And what's really cool, especially about kids and younger kids, is they're fearless. You know, they haven't really grasped the whole, well, if this goes really rogue, this could go really, really bad. And, and sometimes I wish I had that back because I never <laughs> right. used to be afraid of heights and now I'm afraid of heights. But imagine if you weren't afraid of heights. And I think that's a lot of the things that kids and children have instilled in them that the older that we get as adults, we understand the consequences a little bit more of how far to push it and what could really happen, you know, and and so it's a little bit different. Yeah, no, and that's, well, that's one thing I say about, like, all these Razor kids and everything else. Like, these guys going out and jumping 150, 200 feet in a Razor and, you know, and these 18-year-old kids at Glamish just launching things. And I'm like, holy crap, I've crashed before. That hurts. Like, I wish I could, you know, I, I'm not saying I couldn't do that, but I'm smart enough to know I probably shouldn't do that. You know, and like part of me is like, I wish I had that fearlessness, you know, and I think even Travis Pastrana at his age is like start, you know, I don't want to say got a little bit of fear because he's still nuts, but I think he's toned it back a little bit. There's something with age where I think we just know, hey, we probably don't recover quite as bit or we know the consequences if something does go wrong, you know, and like you said, I wish I had some of that fearlessness back that I used to have. No, I, I, I completely agree. And I think that's kind of, you know, we are seeing similar eye to eye on all of that stuff. And so it, it would be really cool to be able to not be 
be fearful of certain things, but you know, that's kind of what you were talking about. I just want to push myself a little bit more this time. Yeah. So LSPR that's coming up. That's up in the UP, right? So you're just going to drive your Jeep on up. Uh, what is that through like Traverse city in that area? That's how, how does that drive across the UP? Cause I've never actually driven that. Um, it's super beautiful. Uh, Mac, you go over the Mackinac Island bridge and Lake Superior and Lake Michigan depends on which side of the UP you're at. So that's always cool. And um, right now during that time would be the fall colors. So that, that'll be a cool drive. Yeah. So we're going to see all kinds of uh, T-stone photos along the way, I'm sure. I hope so. That's the plan. All right, Tiff. Well, we're up against the time break. Thanks for calling in today. I know you are busy, but uh, we will uh, we'll see you and talk with you uh, next week. Awesome. Thanks, and stay tuned. And we'll be back after this on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Remember in the beginning? When you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Restrictions may apply. Plans and cost of coverage may vary. Call Protect My Car for details. In these hard economic times, you've got to do whatever you can to save money. One of our biggest expenses can be our cars, especially when unexpected repair bills hit. Not anymore. If you do own a car, truck, or SUV made from $19.99 or higher, you could stop paying for car repairs. That's right. You might not have to pay a penny to have it repaired. Just dial star star 1147 on your mobile phone now to see if you qualify. You must have an automobile made from $19.99 or higher. And all repairs for your engine, transmission, and much more can become a thing of the past. Dial star star 1147 on your mobile phone today and get your car protected before your next repair bill hits. That's right. Total protection for your car and no more repair bills. Just dial star star 1147 on your mobile phone now to see if your car qualifies. That's star star 1147. Never pay for car repairs again. Just dial star star 1147 on your mobile phone now. Dial star star 1147. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. And welcome back here to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Going to wrap things up with uh, another edition. I don't know, what are we, 400-plus shows in now. But uh, thanks to all you guys for uh, the continued support. Uh, always uh, always tuning in and, uh, you know, hit me up on social media. Let me know you're listening. Uh, speaking of social media, you can follow me. It is at JimBeaver15. I know coming up next week we got Colton Herta. Uh, we probably have a ton of stuff, news coming out of the Off-Road Expo. I know the Baja 1000 course map is dropping this week. Uh, our weekend at the Off-Road Expo. I'll actually be in SoCal next week, but uh, we got a lot of guests. George Steinbrenner uh, from uh, Steinbrenner Harding Andretti Motorsport. He'll be one of our guests as well. Uh, we got a lot of stuff, uh, tons coming at you, probably some ARX winners and uh, a whole lot more, and uh, ramping up for that big Glen Helen race for uh, Lucas Oil, uh, you know, the Off-Road Racing Series. So uh, big thanks to Polaris Razor, General Tire, Foil Parts, MyMedic. Use that coupon code Jim Beaver for 15% off at MyMedic. Vision Wheel, Gibson Exhaust. Dirtfish, it is down dirty DF for 15% off. Our good friends at Super ATV and Impact Race Products, check out their new UTV helmets as well, man. Those things are killer at a great price point. And uh, check out all our written content on the web at uh, downanddirtyshow.com. Once again, we got ARX coming up, Lucas Ola, Glen, Glen Helen. We got Monster Energy Cup, man. We got, uh, yeah, Supercross back in action as well. We got America's Rallycross Eric Coda and a whole lot more. So we're going to have all the coverage and the lowdown right here on the website and on the radio show at the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. Man, catch us next week. Hope you guys have a great week and a great weekend. Be safe and see you next time. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.